the dumbest player on the hockey team. Last month, Nick and I spent 36 hours in the clutches of the Marquette General Hospital in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, investigating his fleeting episode of chest pain that turned out to be nothing more than a flush of heartburn. As we left, the nurse practitioner handed Nick a copy of his medical record for his hometown physician. The first line on the history and physical read, quote, the patient is a pleasant man in no acute distress, who appears his stated age of 63." Yes, it's a hard reality to look as old as you are, but after glancing in the mirror, Nick had no quibble with the assessment. However, the next sentence was startling. Quote, the patient reports that he was the dumbest player on his college hockey team. End quote. We hooted until our stomachs ached, but then a sobering reality set in. This physician had permanently etched this into his medical record, certain to follow Nick for the rest of his life. This conversation was worthy of a meticulous dissection, I thought. What were the steps that led to this gross misrepresentation? What possessed the physician to add this irrelevant detail? I was on my way to the hospital when the ER physician interviewed Nick. So over the next several weeks, I questioned Nick extensively on the 10 to 15 minute interaction, trying to plumb the depths of the conversation and gather the slightest nuances in the exchange. I wanted to reconstruct the steps that had traversed the vast gap between a pleasant gentleman and the dumbest hockey player. Nick reported that the ER physician was an athletic-looking man who appeared his stated age of 40. He interspersed his cursory physical exam with simple questions, like, where are you from? What are you doing up here in the UP? Nick felt that this was nothing more than the type of killing time conversation you have at a cocktail party with someone you will never see again. I countered that any conversation in an emergency room is saddled with the unintended consequences of the lopsided patient-physician relationship. Nick, remember you were sitting on the examination table, feet dangling, wearing one of those demeaning paper outfits. And you were talking to a physician who could be making life or death decisions, could whisk you off to an emergency angioplasty. This was a man who could snap his fingers and send you down the rabbit hole of the healthcare system, I said. Well, okay, said Nick. This was the third physician that had done an identical history and physical. My EKG was entirely normal, and I was ready to leave. So I guess I was trying to be nice. I thought that maybe if I established a rapport with him, he'd let me go. Maybe come back as an outpatient if I needed a stress test. The last thing I wanted was to stay overnight. So I was trying hard to be nice. But what about him? What was in it for him? Nick asked. Well, remember that both the hospital and the physician are constantly rated on social media. Your power was that you could have given him a crummy rating, saying that he was brusque and impersonal. No bedside manner, that sort of thing. I just want to establish that there was probably an implicit agenda on both sides of the examining table. Okay, what happened next? The physician saw scars on my knee and asked me how I got them. I told him that I had blown out my knee playing hockey. Then the guy turned around to fiddle with the computer. He, he wasn't even looking at me when he asked, Did you play in college? I thought it was a weird question. In what way was that weird? I asked. Wouldn't this be in the realm of idle conversation? 
Yes, said Nick, but I had already told him that I regularly worked out on the elliptical, played a lot of tennis, and now he knows that I also played hockey. So I had established myself as an athlete, and this guy was very athletic looking, and it just seemed like he was setting up some sort of competition as to who was the best athlete. I don't know, maybe in retrospect I'm reading too much into the remark, but it was just a weird vibe. What did you tell him? Well, all I said was that, yes, I did play in college, and then he said he also played college sports. Then he asked me where I went to college. Now I felt trapped. I understood because Nick had played hockey at Harvard. Outside of Boston, the mention of Harvard always prompts a response, typically negative. In fact, Nick has learned to drop the H-bomb very sparingly, often saying something like, I went to college back east, in hopes of deflecting the issue. People often assume Harvard students are too brainy for their own good, or belong to an elitist society whose members have birth certificates stamped with, born to succeed. Maybe the doctor was jealous, and then there was the added issue of playing hockey there. Maybe the doc thought that hockey was Nick's way in, a jockish workaround to GPAs and SAT scores, obscuring the truth that Nick worked his ass off. Nick went on, I was too tired to think, so I just said it. I played at Harvard. Then it got really weird. The doctor said, what was it like to play on a hockey team with such a smart group of people? That put me at a complete loss. I nodded agreement. Discussing intellectual prowess is uncomfortable in any situation, but particularly with a physician. If Nick said yes, everyone was really smart, he might set up an IQ battle with the physician and potentially alienate the very person he was trying to ingratiate. If he said no, he might create the impression that the hockey team was just a bunch of dumb jocks who didn't deserve the cachet of a Harvard education. I tried to finesse the issue, said Nick. I told the doctor there were plenty of dumb guys on the team, and then we got interrupted. I was going to add that I was tired of those dumb jocks and precious preppies asking me for help in classes they never went to. I just quit the team. But the doctor never heard that part. Well, I said, I guess that gets us to the launching pad for his fateful statement. But still, what prompted the doctor's final leap of logic? I looked over the hospital transcript to see if there's any way the statement could have been the result of a typo or a glitch in the voice-activated transcription. The only possibility I could imagine was that the physician had dictated the patient reports that he wasn't the dumbest player on the team. But this is damning with fate praise. That doctor must have been carrying a lot of psychological baggage, I said. You were just collateral damage. Like what? said Nick. Okay, I'm just going to throw this out as a possibility. But maybe you unwittingly prompted some deep-seated resentment on his part. Perhaps the guy had been rejected by Harvard. His grades, athleticism, or both were not enough. Perhaps he had a brother or sister who had gone to Harvard, and he was the only one in his family without an Ivy League pedigree. Here he is in Marquette, logging hours in the emergency room, far from the elitist East Coast that he aspired to, and now his conceptual nemesis had showed up, vulnerable and anxious in his examination room. While I was talking, Nick was checking the internet. This is unbelievable, said Nick. Look at this. His profile says he is an outstanding physician had brilliant grades at Michigan State, and does brilliant work, and is one of the most reputed family practice specialists. 
Now, Nick, you probably didn't realize it, but you were in the presence of greatness. Don't take this personally, but you were also probably a boring patient. There's standard protocols for ruling out a heart attack, so your case didn't require his brilliance. On the other hand, if you had a fish hook embedded in your eyeball, well, now that would have piqued his interest, made him a hero. Nick's eyes widened as I gathered momentum. Your ER physician just got stuck with you, and maybe he resented it. Now imagine him at the end of the day, droning on as he dictates his dreary, repetitive cases. Heartburn, sprained ankles, ear infections. His eyes flutter, his head snaps, and in this weakened state, he becomes the person he doesn't want to be, dissing a total stranger in his history and physical. He probably doesn't even remember saying it and would be shocked to see it in print. But there it is, forever etched into your record. Quote, the patient states that he was the dumbest player on his hockey team. End quote.